Welcome to the Journey Living Podcast, where we take on the real life topics while inspiring you toward hope and healing in God's Word. Join Pastor Mark Bird along with speaker, Christian life coach, Shannon Meyer, as they guide you through a roadmap, gaining fresh vision and inspiration for going forward on your journey, encouraging you to run your race with endurance that is set before you. Welcome to another week, another broadcast of Journey Living. My name is Mark Bird. I'm the host today, and with me is Shannon Meyer. Are you ready for another episode, I'm Shannon? I'm so excited, Mark. We are just so excited to be with all of you who have tuned in today. And for those of you that maybe seem like hope is lost, this this podcast today is for you. Maybe you're in a place where you're just looking around and there is absolutely no hope to be found. I know for us personally in our local community, it has been a pretty dark week for us. And it is sometimes even as strong believers in Christ, finding that hope. We know our only hope is in Jesus. But you know, when you're just in the trenches and going at it and life is coming and going and you see death all around you and tragedy, sometimes you do question, Mark. I don't know about you, but... I'm not always super spiritual. Sometimes <laughs> I'm just a real human that seems to lose hope sometimes. Well, and keeping it real, Shannon, as you well know, that's what we want to do. That's our goal for this whole entire podcast, honestly, is keeping it real uh, and keeping it like what real life is. And man, if you would say, I know I never have those struggles, you know, I, <laughs> and I know you wouldn't say that, but I mean, Christians that do that, and we were just talking about it a day or so ago, Shannon, we were talking about like, greeters at, at the front door of a church. Oh, yeah. You know, what do they do? Greetings. Hey, welcome. And how are you doing? And what's everyone's answer, Shannon? Doing fine. I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm doing good, right? We never really are honest in those kind of setups. We're not. Definitely not. <laughs> but what we want to do here is we want to be honest, yeah. right? And like you said, hey, man, you don't have those struggles? Yeah, of course we do. I was going to say, with Journey Living, if you don't have any problems, this podcast probably isn't for you. So we are going to welcome anybody who wants to check out now. I know that's not probably a, a popular saying. Right. If this doesn't pertain to you, you're, you're welcome to leave. But if everything's going great and you know you don't need any help and encouragement, that's okay because I just want to encourage you with this, that you might need it down the road you might be able to send it to somebody who does need some hope and encouragement. And if you're that person or know someone who seems to have lost hope, we want you to be a part of this podcast today. So let's dig in, Mark. You know, yeah. I have to think about two of the saddest stories in, that I think of in the Bible. Mm. First is always Job. I think we can all relate to Job. You know, yeah. I think God just puts him right dead in the middle of the Bible just to be like yeah. <laughs> in the middle of our life. Everybody can relate to a good old Job story. But then it's, and maybe for me it's because of I'm a woman, the woman with the issue of blood and how desperate she was. She was so desperate to just touch the hem of the Savior and to press through. Um, I had a great friend tell me he had visited right where that would have happened. And if you know that story, maybe some of you have been there to the Holy Lands, that there are walls on each side where she would have had to crawl through the city streets. Mm -hmm. And there was no spreading out. There was a pressing. And I don't know about you. I was caught one time when mass pandemonium broke out with about 600,000 people. A fire broke out at a festival. Wow. And people were running. And I often think of her in this, how easily you could be trampled. And they said she very easily could have been trampled, but she was so desperate wow. to touch the hem of Jesus 
because all her hope was lost. You know, you know the story. She's uh, 12 years, gone to every doctor, spent all her money. No one can help this woman. And maybe some of you listening are there. Maybe you're a cancer patient. You have a, a diagnosis that is fatal, and you're like, there's no hope left. I want to tell you today, there is still hope. And if you're living and breathing today, listening to this, there is still hope. And you know what's interesting, what sticks out to me there, Shannon, is uh, the title of this week's episode is When Hope Seems Lost. Mm -hmm. And literally, I bet she was hopeless. Absolutely. That's why she was so desperate, except for the last thing that she had to hold on to, and that was Jesus. Oh, isn't that good? And it seemed lost, but it wasn't. Yeah. When she put all of her hope yes. in the Savior, she knew if I can just touch him. Just touch I can him. have hope. Yes, I love that. She says she came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. And immediately, immediately, the blood stopped. I, I know for me, the Lord keeps putting in my own spirit. Shannon, expect a suddenly. Hmm. A suddenly. I keep hearing that word. Expect a suddenly. And you know, throughout the Bible, you can, you know how you can always see reverse. You know, the rear view mirror is small and you can see what's happened behind you, mm. but you can always see perspective from what's behind you, what you've come from. And it's always that we don't see forward what could be coming, but God could have been preparing her, letting her run out of every stinking option she had, like every doctor. It sounds like in the Bible, if you study that, she went to the best of the best. Right. She spent it all to get healed. And God will sometimes allow you a setup just to see that all hope in the world right. is lost, but not with him. That's so good. So I'm remembering that also, Shannon, that this woman, like you mentioned, she put all of her hope and trust into Jesus. Like, okay, that's it. I've tried everything. Literally, I've tried everything. And of course, the last resort ended up being Jesus. And like you said, the word immediately yeah. when she touched him. Yeah, amen. Right, the hope came, the hope turned into faith and the faith turned into her healing. And I think that's where we sometimes falter is that we give up hope. How do we know? How, what if she wouldn't have pressed another 10 feet, another 20 feet? And you know, it's, it's like, Marching around the walls of Jericho seven times. What if you would have quit at six? What if you'd stopped praying at 19 and on the 20th year, your child was saved, your husband came back? We can't stop hoping in the hope of Christ. And it's there that I think many times when we don't see a solution to our sorrow, when we don't see a solution to our tragedy, and you feel like all hope is lost. And I just going to speak personally of some, just some tragedies that have happened in our community that I've been very connected with this week. And I can see how easily people can lose hope when they're losing loved ones and suicides and overdoses are just at an all-time high. And it feels like, God, there is nothing left. And he, but he's saying, but I am. Right. I am still here on the throne. And if you will just focus on me, if you'll just reach out for me, just like this woman. And same with Job, you know, I, you and I both know he sat down in the ash heap, he shaved his head, you know, cleaned his, his boils with rock. The man yeah. was in such desperation. But in the end, he knew, and, and his wife said, just curse God, curse God. And maybe there's somebody in your life that's saying, you know what, why don't you just go ahead and curse God, because there really is no hope left. Right. 
It's going to take all that you can is just to look and turn your eyes toward him and reach up and reach out for the cloak of the Savior. Amen. You know, Shannon, I wanted to give a, a scripture reference to where we're at today, just so the listeners can kind of follow along, tune in, check it out for themselves. Uh, Matthew, it's in three of the Gospels here, Matthew 9, 20 to 22, Luke 8, verse 23, and Mark chapter 5, verse 25. So I would encourage you, you know what, why don't I encourage you to look up all three? Yes. I love to do that, Shannon. I, I love to kind of dig things out that are multiple listings in the Gospels just to get the different perspectives uh, from these writers. And uh, it really will allow the Holy Spirit to really begin to teach us some nuggets that will bring hope. Yeah. And I love this because in, in Matthew's version, you know, he's saying, uh, Jesus said to her, your faith has made you well. Like I said, she had hope that she didn't lose hold of. Mm -hmm. And she released faith when she touched his hem. And he said, your faith has made you well. I love the, the two words even before, there are three words before the two right before where it says, he said her faith has healed her. Yeah. It says, take heart, oh. daughter. He's telling her, take heart, my sweet girl. I mean, how many times do we see Jesus call someone daughter? Yes. Because, you know, back then the women were of property. They had no value. And I just think even for 12 years of her sickness, it's not like we get to go today to um, a doctor on every corner or an OBGYN or whatever she would have had back then. Women, you know, were the least and so it's here that you know even going and finding people to help her right. had to be a struggle. Not only were the medical doors shut, but I can't help but imagine, you know, the difference of her or a man. If a man would have been bleeding for 12 years, mm. how different would that have looked for a man compared to a woman? She Just her gender alone yes. had her at a deficit. And so it's here that I think when he says in 22, Matthew 9, 22, says, Jesus turned yes and saw her jesus is forward heading remember if you know this story he's headed to the synagogue leader jarius and his daughter is dead right and i often think of this i our daughter when she was born she was a preemie and we were called at work and she quit breathing at the babysitters and i can remember hitting um this this light where we had raced to the babysitter's house and hit that light at 80 miles an hour. I'll never forget seeing that. And I often think about this story. If a state patrolman was just giving us an escort and someone called him and said, wait, we need you. And he stopped in our escort and said, oh, wait, I got to go tend to something else. Yeah. How devastated we would have been. Yes. And so I have to think even for Jerry, it's like Jesus is on his way to heal his daughter. Amen. And God in his manly flesh says, wait, I'm going to turn around and look at this poor woman. And it says, Jesus turned and saw her. Yeah, amen. He saw her. He didn't just look at her. He saw her in her distress. When she was at all, when, when all hope seemed lost, he said, take heart, daughter. Then your faith. It says, he said, your faith has healed you. I amen. love that he stopped and just looked at her. How he many times around. do we just, if Jesus would just look at us, I think that in and of itself can give us plenty of hope. Like God sees me in my struggle. If he just looked my way, it would make things be better. And I think, uh, I think this, you know, like, so she said, if only 
I could touch the hem of his garment. And this is how Jesus is. He's always more than enough. Mm, You know, the Bible describes him as more than enough. And so I think all she wanted was to be able to touch him. But not only did she get to touch him, but he looked at her. Mm -hmm. He turned and he looked at her. So he gave her more than she really even wanted, per se. But I love that because Jesus is always more than enough. The Message Bible says that Jesus um, turned and caught her at it. He caught her Mm. in the midst of reaching out. Then he reassured her. And this version says, courage, daughter. Wow. You took a risk of faith and now you're well. Love that. So, yeah, I think it does take courage when it seems like all hope is lost, that we need to be brave in the sense that God, I don't know what you're doing here, and I don't have much to hang on to, but if it's even a thread of your garment, I'm going to believe that you have me in the palm of your hand and that you're going to turn and look to me in my distress. And that's what I want to just give somebody hope today, that whatever you're facing, that Jesus sees you where you're at. Jesus knows your pain, and he has already gone before you, and he may be walking towards something else, and maybe you even feel like he's walking away from you, headed into another crisis and thinking, there's so many more people ahead of me. Listen, dear one, whoever is listening to this, Jesus will turn and look at you, but you have to reach out, and that's our part. That's so good, Shannon. I want to point out how... Hope and faith are tied together. And 1 Corinthians tells us faith and three remain, faith, hope, and love, mm-hmm. right? But I want to tie how faith and hope are tied together right here. Because again, Jesus said, she had hope that if I could just touch the hem of his garment. Mm, so good. But then he turned and said, your faith. So they're tied together. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus, it says in one translation, he felt virtue go out from him. Oh, wow. And virtue went out from him when her faith was released. Amen. And so, so the hope caused her faith to arise. Mm-hmm. And Jesus felt the virtue leave his body because of her faith. And he told her, your faith has made you well. And it takes me over to Romans chapter 15. And I love this, Shannon, 13. And we're talking about, you know, when hope seems lost. It's not lost. Mm -hmm. It may seem lost, right? And to you, it may be reality. But listen, it may seem hopeless. But listen to Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In believing, that's the faith piece, right? Now he's praying, obviously, Paul is praying for the the church at Rome and he's saying, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace because that's what God has to offer, hope and peace or joy and peace in believing the faith that you may abound bound in hope. So he's saying, man, that your faith would cause your hope to abound or grow or bubble over, however you want to say that, by the power of the Holy Spirit. I love that. And as I turn to that passage in my Bible, I'm, I'm one who scribbles in my Bible. So, and I write and highlight it and it's just... I hope I never lose this Bible because it is my life. (laughs) But as I I look at that, and there must have been a time before, if you take just that verse, and what I did was I circled those powerful words, and it is hope, joy, 
peace, trust, mm. and power. Aren't those all the things we ultimately need to sustain us in the no, Christian so. life? I mean, you see that, and I here my I, I have that, and even above the word hope, I have great with an exclamation. Oh, that's good. Point. So the God of great hope fill you with all joy and peace. Circle that, and as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope. Let's do great hope again by the power. Of the Holy Spirit. Who of us do not want hope, peace, joy, trust, and right. faith, and power? Those are all great things, <laughs> Those right? Those are all the words we want desperately. And I think it's so neat because I, I think as he wraps up this particular little verse, I love it. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And Shannon, you know, I think that we sometimes disregard the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Because especially when we're feeling hopeless, mm -hmm. like we literally shut off the Holy Spirit. Yeah. When we're hopeless, when we go, hey, you know what? Boom, all hope is lost. We, we literally shut down the Holy Spirit. And I want to mention to people that the Holy Spirit is such a gentleman. Yes, he is. That if we choose to shut him down, he won't come barging in. Yeah. Right? He only comes by invitation. So if you're hopeless, mm -hmm. and I'm sure, because we've been there, we talked yeah. about it. If you're hopeless, if you call on the Lord, if you call on the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. he's right there to bring all of those words that you just said. The Holy Spirit brings them to us because it's the power of the Lord. Yes, it is. And that's what I think we don't tap into. And we talk about power so many times. If you study in the New Testament, that is the word dunamis, yes. which is dynamite. Dynamite. Think about, we just drove through the mountains last weekend, and I was just looking up through the mountains of the highway that's cut through there. And my husband was sharing with me, he used to run heavy equipment and talked about, he remembers how they would shoot that dynamite down into the mountainside and blow it up, and he would remove all that rock. And I just thought, look at the power yeah. that it took to forge through these mountains yes. and rocks on either side of us. And I think... That is the power that is within us. If we're a believer in Christ, that Holy Spirit that dwells within us brings that power, and yet we don't tap into it on most days. Right. Most days we don't, we right? We don't. And if we would just tap in, we would have that overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I just want to say to the person um, who just feels like I, I can't even lift my hand, Mark and Shannon, this all sounds good and I'm glad that woman had the faith to do it. But what about the I mean, person who yeah. <laughs> has just, you know, you're on your back, you're on your face and you're like, I I'm thinking some bad thoughts. I, I want to talk to that person today before we close out. It's in uh, Psalm 81. Verse 7, and I just want this presses upon my heart to just send this out to somebody who's in great distress. It says, Psalm 81, verse 7, In your distress you called, and I rescued you. I answered you out of a thundercloud. And I know so many times the deafening sound of silence mm. is worse than a thunderstorm. Yes. I know during my time of COVID and my husband was in the hospital and nobody was around and in that darkest hour. And Mark, I know you were in those perilous times too of wondering, were you going to live? I was. In hospital beds and, you know, oxygen machines and nobody, nobody's there. Right. But you and the Lord. And I just want to tell that person, reach out, says, in your distress, you called and I rescued you. 
I answered you out of a thundercloud. I think the one thing we do not do and to the greatest detriment of our Christian life, and I am so guilty of this, is I do not cry out. I do not physically cry out to the Lord. I know the scriptures. I know them. I know what I can say to somebody else before myself. When I am in my most desperate time, I don't cry out. Right. And I think, why don't I? I mean, think about David. He was kind of schizophrenic, some people say. Yeah, right. <laughs> he, was all, he was one day he was this way, one day he was that way. But if you do a Bible study, I taught this years ago. I think there's 33 times just in Psalms where David cried out literally. If you need a good Bible study, just go in the book of Psalms. It's right there in the middle of your Bible. Like yeah. Right before Proverbs. And go and find out how many times people cried out, especially David. It's up to you, friend. If you are in great distress, just call out. Call out the name of Jesus. It's not a, it's not a lengthy prayer. It's not a, a beautiful sounding words. It's, it's one name. And it's the name above every name. And whatever demon in hell is trying to make you believe that all hope is lost, the second the name of Jesus hits your lips, he and his emissaries must leave. Because the only part of hopelessness that can be found is in hell. Yeah, amen. And that is where he wants to drag us to, John 10, 10. He comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. Not give you a bad day, but to kill, steal, and destroy every part of your life. So I just want to say to that person in your distress, Psalm 81, 7, you called out and I rescued you. If you need the Lord to rescue you today, I want you to just cry out the name of Jesus. He will be there. Yeah, I'm reminded of a, of a story, a real life story. Shannon, that's what we're talking about in my own children's lives. And uh, my son, uh, my second oldest son, is basically at the point where he has some dreams and things, nightmares, literally, mm -hmm. uh, in the night. And we taught him how to call on the name of Jesus. Because again, most of the time you're just dead asleep. Sure. And you're, but these attacks come. Right? And we taught him how to call out to Jesus. And he said, I knew, I knew, I knew in the midst of my dream. He says, there was times when uh, the, the devil was wanting to choke him and snuff him out and all these things. And he said, I knew if I could only call on Jesus. Mm -hmm. And what was amazing about that and powerful and super humbling to me is then when our daughter, our older daughter, started having them as mm -hmm. well. And, he, and we sat and listened to him tell her mm -hmm. how to overcome this. He said, listen, because I've learned if I could just call upon the name of Jesus, the devil will flee. And he said, I've had it happen to me personally. And it works every time. You know, Shannon, bouncing off of what you shared in Psalms there, in Psalm 81, I'm also reminded of Psalm 34. And I love this. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. Mm -hmm. And the face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. But listen, here's the promise. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all of their troubles. And the Lord hears. So here's what I'm going to focus on. Because as you were sharing this, Shannon, you were like, if you have a broken heart and you don't feel like you have any hope left. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. 
And finally, verse 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous. So Shannon, we're not without affliction (laughs) at all. Like we haven't (laughs) arrived, but yet we're sharing these stories because many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. That's so good. I want to close with this as we opened up with Job. It says in Job 13, 15, many of you know this verse, though he slay me, Yet will I hope in him. I will surely defend my ways to his face. Here's verse 16, though. Indeed, this will turn out for my deliverance. Amen. I think that we, as Christians, expect, especially think, God, why would you allow such tragedy into my life? Right. And I think Job was an honest man mm-hmm. that said, although, Lord, you have allowed this into my life, and whatever has come across your plate, your front door, in through your front door, through your bedroom, your hospital room. Yes, we know the Lord will allow things in his sovereignty. But if we can hang on to Romans 8, 28, and I don't say that verse flippantly because that's not one you just throw out there and say, right. oh, it's all going to work out for good. You know, when you're on a ventilator watching your loved one or you just gotten a terrible call, you know, that is not the time to say it. But I do want to say this. It says he, even though, even though if the Lord permits something to go across your life, let it be that is where we hope in him and that we know that indeed if we will turn toward him, it will be for our own deliverance. Yeah. Scripture says, why so downcast, O my soul, put your hope in God. Amen. So that's a great place to stop today. Boy, did our time together go fast. It always flies. Uh, You've been listening to Journey Living, and uh, we thank you for tuning in. And be sure, please, to join us again on the next episode.